It's another week, another mock draft, and it's a new team trading up to number one. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Wednesday edition of TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Huber back with you here once again on the show. We've got another mock draft to discuss and a new team has entered the chat. A new team is traded up to number one in Keith Sanchez's mock draft. We talked about last week on the show, uh, what could the Bears do with number one? I don't think we've really looked at this from the other side of things, from the side of what teams might be interested in moving up to number one. So we'll explore that a little bit and some of the other notable things that come through this mock draft. But before we do, i got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online, who remain your number one source for all of your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You're always going to find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. It's Keith Keith Sanchez with the mock draft this week, version 5.0. He's got some trades in here now that we've got this order settled. And once again, he continues the theme that we are seeing. And this is going to be a theme that I think you're going to see between now and April. This is not a theme that I think is going to go away. Uh, the Chicago Bears trading out of the number one spot. Again, they are, we talk about teams that are primed to trade out. They are that team. They've got a lot of needs. They've got a quarterback. They are in the driver's seat for this draft. The teams are going to want to trade up and hop in front of other teams, specifically Houston at number two, who's probably interested in a quarterback with one of their two first-round picks. There's going to be buzz. There's going to be rumors. This is not going away anytime soon. Now, the question you got to ask yourself is who's going to make that hop? Who's going to move up and make that decision to trade with Chicago, give up the King's ransom, and, you know, move into that slot to take a quarterback. Well, we've seen a lot of different teams mocked in that spot. There have been conversations of, does Carolina jump the line? Do they jump in front of Houston and take the number one overall pick, move from nine to one and make that selection? I don't know. We'll see if they continue to have their first round pick. There are some rumors circulating that they might be getting pretty close to getting a new head coach, and that new head coach might come with some compensation. If you know who I'm talking about, Sean Payton could be on his way to the Carolina Panthers. Certainly there's a lot of smoke uh, going in that direction. As of this moment, does a team like Indianapolis, who's sitting at four and sees there being two teams in front of them that could be trade back candidates in Arizona and Chicago, do they move up? We know Chris Ballard in the comments that he has made of I'll do whatever it takes to get a quarterback. And yeah, the, getting one in the draft is, is something we're evaluating. Do they stand pat or do they move up? Well, they're not the team that moves up in Keith's mock draft. The team that moves up in Keith Sanchez's latest mock draft, and I am fascinated by this for many different reasons, it is the Las Vegas Raiders. We all know they're going to move on from Derek Carr. We all know that there's going to be a new quarterback under center for the Las Vegas Raiders next season. Could it be Jared Stenham who got the, the final two starts? Could be. But it certainly feels as if the Raiders are moving on for Derek Carr because that's a lengthy contract and they want to go in a different direction with Josh McDaniels. So he hasn't taken Bryce Young at number one overall. And this is fascinating to me because 
we've talked so much about what the Raiders would do if they had a top pick. We we've talked so much about what the Raiders are going to do at quarterback if they move on from Derek Carr. And truly, I sit here on this podcast where I try to talk in some level of authority or at least have a a take, a thought, an opinion about what a team might do. And I sit up here right now doing this show. I don't know what the Raiders are going to do at quarterback. I just know that Derek Carr is not going to be their quarterback next season. I don't know if they're going to explore the free agency market, if they're going to explore a trade for Lamar Jackson, if they're going to explore Tom Brady, if they're going to explore a potential Geno Smith free agency acquisition, Daniel Jones. I mean, I don't know what direction they're going to go in. And so because of that, you have to leave at least some level of the door open for the fact that they are going to try to acquire a young quarterback in the 2023 draft and reset that clock at quarterback and try to build. Now, as long as Josh McDaniels has the authority and has the the runway to be like, yes, you can take a quarterback, we're going to give you the opportunity to work with that quarterback, and you're not under a mandate to win a certain amount of games this season, then yeah, this certainly feels like it could be a direction. I mean, Josh McDaniels couldn't have had a worse first season in Las Vegas, and he's not going anywhere. So it certainly feels as if that runway is going to be given to him. He's going to be given that opportunity. And so yeah, trading up and getting a quarterback does make a lot of sense. They do have other needs. But you've got to like a lot of the infrastructure that you have there on offense. You have Waller. You have Adams. If you add a young quarterback, you've got some good pieces on defense. You're not that far off. You do need to make some changes. You do play in a tough division. There there are some hurdles that are put in front of you that would make this a little difficult. But I can certainly understand where Keith is coming from here, that the Raiders, they like to make splash moves. They're moving on from Derek Carr. This could be the perfect opportunity for them to do that. Other quarterbacks, Carolina makes a trade up. They say, you know what, Houston, you don't want to take a quarterback at number two. We'll take a quarterback at number two. We'll trade up and take Will Levis. And I think the team that's left, you know, standing at the altar right now is the Indianapolis Colts. They take Peter Skaronsky, offensive tackle out of Northwestern at number four. And I guess the question that I would ask out loud to everybody here is, is if they're sitting at number four on the night of the draft, night one in April, that Thursday night, and they're going to sit and take Peter Skronsky. No offense to Peter Skronsky, great player, good offensive tackle, fits a lot of what the Colts need outside of quarterback. But if they are going to sit there on that Thursday night and they are going to take best player available or best player available at a position in need, and they're going to stay at number four, they're going to make the selection, you got to tell me who the quarterback's going to be for the Indianapolis Colts. you got to give me that answer ahead of time. And so this is not a criticism of Keith. This is just a look at the situation here. I can't see a scenario where the Colts sit on draft night and pick number four unless they've already got their quarterback situation figured out. Now, we do know that this the way the Colts have done this in years past, the way Chris Ballard has done it, is they look on the veteran market and they get a guy in there for one, two, maybe three seasons. You know, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. We've done this, right? This has been the theme. And do they continue that theme? I think it's possible. In this scenario, it seems like that's what they would do if they're going to be sitting there picking number four. So they're another team I'm keeping an eye on because how they choose to approach the quarterback situation, same thing with the Raiders, is going to impact what they do on night one of the draft. And I think when we look at this, right, the, the Raiders seem like a team that I think could play both edge, both sides of the coin. They could go veteran. They could draft a quarterback. I think the Indianapolis Colts are another team that we've seen them play the one side of the coin we think they might go in a different direction on the coin, but I think both are still likely. Carolina, they, they trade up because, you know what, they've done the one side of the coin. Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, they've gone that way, so they're going to go in a different direction as well. I think they're going to very much steer away from that place. So it's so fascinating to me because that's going to determine how this is all going to go, folks. This is how this is going to break down because if – 
Indianapolis gets their quarterback early, that takes a team out of the running for the Bears at number one. If Carolina chooses to go in a different direction because they hire a certain coach who wants a certain quarterback, that changes the dynamic. That changes the equation. So what I love about doing this right now is we can only do the mock drafts with the information that we have. But I'll tell you, the next person who's up in the mock draft, and I don't know who's got it next week for TDN, guess what? The circumstances might be a little different next week when we do that one. Sean Payton might be head coach, be the head coach of a new football team. And one of those football teams might be one of the teams that's picking towards the top of the draft, and that could impact the way that this shakes out. And you don't think that you don't think Detroit looks at that? Seattle looks at that? The teams that have two first-round picks are looking at all of this to see, man, how's this board going to play out? Who's going to get to us at five and six? You don't think Houston's keeping an eye on this stuff while they also hire a head coach? This is chaos. You've got multiple teams inside the top 15 with two picks. You have multiple quarterback needy teams at the top, and you have the perfect candidate at number one to trade out. But the important thing that I will tell everybody here listening to this podcast, and I'm going to sound like a broken record by the time we get to April, because I will continue to say this, I will continue to beat this drum, because it is very important. It takes two to tango. Just because the Bears might want to trade out of the number one pick doesn't mean another team is going to be willing to give up the capital or give up the trade haul, give up the trade package that the Bears would be looking for to achieve the number one overall pick. That's going to be the important storyline to, to take here. It takes two to tango. Everyone's talking about, oh, the back half of the first round. A lot of teams are interested in, you know, they should be wanting to trade out. Well, guess what? In order to trade out, a team's got to be willing to trade up. And I think what we are going to see, we've got two more beats on the process here. We've got the Senior Bowl coming up in about a week and a half, two weeks. Then we've got the NFL Combine. Those are very important plot lines on this path to the draft in April. They're going to give us more context. We're going to have more information by that point. These coaching hires are going to be filled. Free agency is going to start. We're going to know where some of these quarterback dominoes are going to fall. And now the picture becomes a little bit more clear. The NFL draft is a puzzle, and you have to put the pieces together. We've got the college football season. That is one piece of the puzzle. The tape is a piece of the puzzle. The team needs are another piece of the puzzle. Guess what? Free agency is also a piece of the puzzle. Who the head coach is is a piece of the puzzle. And all of this gets put together in order for everybody to make an informed guess of how this is all going to play out. And I think the most important part about all of this is once that's all said and done, then you can start to figure out, okay, this is where the value of the first round stops. Maybe there are only truly 15 to 16 players who are first round grade players. Well, guess what? If that's the case, our team's really going to want to trade up into the first round to get a player that they feel that they can get on round two. That's where the chess match comes in. That's where it takes two to tango. That's where the puzzle then gets a little bit more harder to put together. And guess what? You're never going to put the, the puzzle completely together. That's the best part about this. That's what makes this the most fun. It's what makes it a little chaotic. Because you really, truly don't know how this is all going to go. You can guess. You can get a pretty good idea. And you start to hear some rumblings about teams like this group of players. And you can start to piece it together a little bit. But it is never truly a puzzle that you can complete year in and year out. And I think that is what makes this this job the most fun for me. But I think it what makes the NFL draft so much fun for each and every one of us who enjoys this space and enjoys this process. Because it is truly a roll of the dice every time. You truly don't know what is going to happen. Uh, some other picks that I want to highlight here 
in the first round that I think are very important. Bijan Robinson to the Atlanta Falcons at number eight. Like to see Keith not uh, falling into the trap of this is a running back, so he can't be valued uh, very highly. And he picks a great team that I think would love Bijan Robinson. I think all the teams should love Bijan Robinson. This is a player that I think all of the teams should truly be interested in because of the type of talent that this kid is. But guess what? Bijan Robinson in an Arthur Smith offense who who knows a thing or two about working with a pretty good running back in Derrick Henry. Yeah, that makes it a lot of fun uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. Then you start to get to the middle part of the first round. Then you start to see where this this value is. You get a run on corners, uh, 16 through 18, Christian Gonzalez, Joey Porter Jr., Devon Witherspoon. Guess what, folks? There's your battle for CB1 right there. Joey Porter Jr., Christian Gonzalez, and guess what? I think Devin Witherspoon is going to rise up the board as we get through this process. There is your top three. Uh, some some new names I think that you're you, we see introduced. Maybe not new names to you in the community, but new names in general that we've seen. Keith's got Lucas Van Ness, the edge from Iowa, into his first round and then some other picks that I really love in the back half of the first round. Quinton Johnson to the New York Giants. Please, we're going to talk about the Giants on tomorrow's show with Jack McKessie of the Draft Network. Please get the Giants some wide receivers to build around Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are putting in a lot of work right now. We've got to continue to build around this offense because I think they're winning uh, despite not having one of the best offensive rosters uh, in the National Football League. Uh, but those are just some of the picks in the first round that I really, really like. They've got You've got the full two-round mock up on the draftnetwork.com if you want to dive into all of this and see the trade and see how it uh, plays out in the second round. Uh, as well, because they're the the trades the trades up for the Raiders and for the Panthers, it does impact the way the second round uh, plays out for all of these teams. That's going to do it for us here on the Wednesday edition of the show. Thanks as always for making it a part of your day. We love breaking down these mock drafts here on the Wednesday part of the show. We turn the page. We got a divisional round uh, to talk about this weekend. We're going to focus on the Giants tomorrow, and then we'll keep Friday's show up in the air. We'll keep it a bit of a mystery to see what happens here the remainder of the week. Thanks as always to Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. Everybody make, make it a great Wednesday. I will talk to you all tomorrow.